This podcast is sponsored by the Kerry Golston Ministries International, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Pastor Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, help to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly in Jesus' name. Amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. And we've been believing for that home since 1999. But for those that have been believing for a home longer than that, just hold on. And it's not just a, 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 a house, but it's a, a home with five bedrooms. And I mean, God, we're feasting for manna from heaven. And I want you to know that we had to take a big step of faith. Because if we took the time and looked at what we have, we would have never made the move. But God is good. We had to launch out into the deep, even though we ain't feel like it or don't know how it's going to go. But God is good. Now let me share a little something with y'all before I get into the message. Last night, I had to share this. We have an alarm on the home. And when everybody left, and I still have my friend here and everything, I said, you know what? When everybody leaves, because Cornell wasn't staying there the, you know, the first night. I said, okay, when you leave, I'm going to put the alarm on. So I pushed on. I had my friend Mary with me. I pushed on. And I went about my business. I went in the kitchen to do some dishes and stuff. When I came back, and I'm going to tell you now, I know the man of God told me where I should begin for the message today, which was faith. So I'm tired. I'm sleepy. But the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of me is going to bring forth the message. So I was trying to find out where God wanted me to start last night. So I took the Bible and I put it in the foyer area, not too far from the alarm. I came from the kitchen, and I was walking to the foyer to get the Bible. And when I went to reach for the Bible, the alarm said, woo, 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 real, real loud. And, I, and my friend came downstairs. She was like, what's that? What's going on? I said, I don't know. We went to the, to the window, and I saw a guy standing out there. And he's in front of his car. He's just standing there listening to music. And I'm like, oh, Lord, it's out. It's out. Then the phone rang, and it was a security company. They was like, you all right? Everything okay there? I was like, yeah, my name is Lisa Williams. They said, what's the password, ma'am? So I told them the password. They said, is everything all right? You sure? I said, I think so. But could you please send them over anyway? <laughs> so less than five minutes, two police officers came. My friend looking out the window. They said, here, they're here. So we didn't do anything. I had to deactivate the alarm. I'm bringing about a point here, y'all. I ain't know it till today. And finally, they knocked on the door. They said, you all right? Everything about was like, yeah, everything's okay. And then I said, but I don't know those guys <laughs> out there in the front of my house. 
He said, it's all right, man. We checked the premises and everything is all right. We'll, we'll deal with the guys. I said, okay, thank you. Now, when the alarm went off, fear automatically jumped in. It didn't grip me yet, but it jumped in. So, so I said, okay, we're going to put the alarm on again. Okay, they're going, we're going to do this again. When I pushed on. My friend walked away and said, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, oh, God. I mean, you got a basement, you got the back door, and we're not realizing that we are the ones setting off the alarm. Okay. I said, maybe something's wrong. You know, something's wrong here. We don't know what we're doing, but, but let's just try this one more time. So I went to the, <laughs> I pushed on, and she walked away again, and it happened again. I said, oh, my goodness. But you know what it was? It was the motion detector in the house. I don't know. This is my first house. And even worked for a burglar alarm company years ago. And she was going, ooh, when I go here, the light turn red. And when I back up, it goes. Oh, oh, it's that. And I was like, oh, man, we got to learn. I got to learn how to do this thing. So I was like, well, and then with some of the instructions, then I look, I said, oh, it's us. We're doing it. I said, if we just turn it on and turn the motion off, it will still secure the doors. You're yeah, going, yeah, well, I didn't know that, y'all. I didn't know that, okay? But I still had, you did that last night? Thanks. You got all these doors and the back doors and you, it's new. And I was in the kitchen and my friend helping me out. So she upstairs doing her thing and I hear a little crackling. I go. And I keep washing dishes. And it's like, mm -hmm. nobody downstairs but me. And I said, in the name of Jesus, whatever spirit is in here, you get out of here in the name of Jesus. We ain't having it. You know, you immediately think about movies. <laughs> you do. And I believe we, the way we, you know, our, our belief system is shaped by what we see. And I remember years ago, I used to see all these little crazy movies and hear stuff. I go check the basement. I close the door. I don't go down there, yo. I just open the door, look, close it, lock it. Yeah, so my friend was staying with me last night. So I said, can you come in here and speak with me? Because Cornell wasn't coming home. He was like, no, no. <laughs> you know, it's five devils. She can pick whatever she wants. No, no, I'm like, it's the first night. Come on. So we got <laughs> But what I want to bring out the point is, Fear can easily grip you. I mean, it, it, it came in, but I would not allow it to grip me. But it almost did. <laughs> we were looking out the window. I said, you see the car? <laughs> you don't know when you answer. But see, what God's not going to put you someplace that is going to affect you or harm you. Amen. And I know that this is of God. And God set the place where he wants you to be and everything. So I'm saying I was thinking, I was like, man, today I'm talking about faith. But yes, I got to be real with you. I was scared. I have fear. 
No, when you open up to the back, you are, you can't no Pico. I'm used to Pico. People knock on your door, you got to slide over and see the window. Who that on my porch? I was bugging out last night. And then I came and shared with Sister Barbara here, because she was one of the ones, the last ones that left. And I said, let me tell you what happened to me. She was like, you got to tell it, huh? And I was like, you know what? I have to tell it. Because today I'm talking to my faith, and fears will try to grip you. And fear is, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. Amen. Fear activates the enemy. But faith activates God. And see, I have a little problem with some. I'm tired of hearing about the devil did this and the devil that and the devil this. And I always say, and I will continue to say, I don't have time to figure out who's trying to do what to me. Because I don't believe God's going to do anything to hurt me. But all things are going to work together for my good. We have to stop lifting up the devil. And we don't realize it, but we do. Amen? Okay. Now, I believe I got to lose something here because Darren said the Holy Ghost gave me something. Okay, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Are you excited this morning? Are you ready for the word? Are you going to receive the word? Amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to go to 6. Now, some of you might say, I don't heard this over and over and over again, but that's how faith is going to come. Because a lot of times we think we're operating in faith and we're not operating in faith at all. So as much as we have to read it over and over again, so be it, do it. Over and over and over again. Hallelujah. First I'm going to read Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Are you hoping for anything? Huh? Are you hoping for anything? But what do you need if you're hoping for something? What is it that you need? Huh? Oh, because why? Because it's the substance, amen, of the things that's hoped for. That means faith is necessary for whatever it is that you're hoping for. We need faith. And that's why the word tells us more than once that the just shall live by faith. You determine how high you go. Amen? I like that. Your attitude determines your altitude. If you're going to have a positive attitude and trust in the Lord God with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, he's going to direct your path. Amen? If you got hope, you need faith. They go together because it's the substance. Verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So when you come to God, you got to come to God with faith. Amen? What else you got to come to God with? What else you got to come to God with? But don't say nothing. I'm going to put nobody on the spot. Spot. What does the word say? Ain't no other answer. But without faith, that's all you need. What are you looking for? What do you mean? Believing and hoping? No, it says, but without faith. That's all we need. See, I wanted to kind of, yeah, get you, get, get, get you where you're going. You don't need nothing else but faith. When you come to God, you got to have faith. And when you come to him, you got to believe that he is. He is what? Whatever it is I'm believing him for, that he's able to do 
all that I need accomplished in my life. And then he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So you can't just come to him one time. Amen. You got to be diligently seeking him. Amen. You got that? Praise God. All things are possible to him that believeth. Now, believing and faith are two different things. Amen. We know that. Believing and faith are two different things. Now, believing, well, let me see where we at, okay? Believing gets the process going. You have to believe that whatever it is that you heard, it will get the process going, and then faith will carry it out. Amen? Faith kicks in when you believe it. But the two go together. Amen? Now, you, you, you all right? I, you, you know, I, all right, you with me? Hallelujah. Turn with me to Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Glory to your name, Lord. I like Bishop Boyd Matthew when he taught us last Wednesday on Matthew chapter 11, verse 23. Oh, Mark. Why you say amen? I said Matthew 11. It's Mark. <laughs> Hallelujah. Starting from the 22nd verse. Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Amen? So just like it's impossible to come to God without faith, it's impossible to speak to your mountains without faith. Because a lot of times we got these big mountains built up or these big problems or these big situations and we put the word of God on it. But a lot of times we don't believe it. We don't even believe the words that come forth out of our mouth when we speak to situations in our life. And we really got to get to the place in God where we believe that. We don't. That's why our mountains are still there. I don't have, no matter how tired I was, I got that part. That's why our mountains are still there. Anything that you speak, I heard the minister say, you know what? We so, um, you know, it's not how loud you pray. It's not how hard you pray. It's not how long you pray. But it's what you believe and the power and authority that you know you have coming forth out of your mouth. Because some of us don't realize that we have a lot of power and authority in our mouth. So we just say it, just like some of us just say Jesus. That bugs me when somebody said, oh, Jesus Christ, oh, Jesus. And I'm like, the name is so powerful. You just don't take, you don't know how powerful that name is. But his name is just as powerful as the word. Amen. When you come up against a situation and you have to apply the word, you got to believe that word. And you got to say it to yourself over and over and over again. That's how faith is going to come. See, we already have faith. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you don't take the time to open up your word and read it, at least pop in a tape so that you can hear it over and over again to de develop faith for it. Because a lot of us think we're operating and walking in faith, and we're really not. Amen. It's just like when you get born again and say, if you confess with your mouth and believe it in your heart, thou shalt be saved. 
Well, after you do that, that's the first part, believing, confessing and believing gets the process going, but then faith kicks in when we start to see a change in your life, when we start to see a change in your character, when we start to hear a change in the way you speak, amen, and when you start to change your whole persona all together, lining up with the word of God. And that's where God wants to get us to a place, not only just having a relationship with him, we have to have an intimacy with the father hallelujah and if i come to my father i know my father went daddy daddy hallelujah and if i come to my father and i don't want to just go to him because i just want 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 and understand this he's able to give us what we want amen and he'll supply all of our needs but your life's got to be right you got to be right we always want all the blessings of God and all the things of God, but we're not walking in the way that God wants us to walk. He created us to be in his image, amen? But there's many that walk opposed to God and say that they're Christian and say that they're serving God. And also keep in mind that it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Because you may feel like, well, I'm coming to church every Sunday. I'm praising the Lord. I'm blessing God with my tithes and my offerings. I'm giving, and I'm being blessing to sister so-and-so, and I'm giving, but your character is all messed up. Hallelujah. When you look deep down on the inside of you, can you really be happy for somebody else? Can you really, really rejoice? Hallelujah. When God blesses them. Because if you can't, that's a little fox. And that's a little fox that's holding up the blessings that God has for you. And we really need to keep in mind that it's just, it's not really that hard. You have to make a decision that this is what I want. This is what I want to do. I want, let me tell you something. I know that I'm blessed, but I also know that I'm, I've come a long way. I have not arrived and I'm not perfect. I understand that. And I understand that we all are not perfect. But one of the things that I'm learning and I want to strive to do is to be right for God. I want my heart to be right towards the heart of God. Amen. Turn with me in your Bible to Daniel chapter 6. Hallelujah. Because there's benefits in your heart being right towards God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just don't want to keep preaching the word. We want to start living the word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And doesn't mean sometimes I'm not going to mess up. I'm going to mess up sometimes. Don't put it to my account because God doesn't. Just pick back up and just go on again because we're only human. And it does happen sometimes. But that's what we need to get to place. Now, if I'm going someplace else and that's what you hear, then it's the Holy Ghost and I'm going to go ahead with it. Amen? Daniel chapter 6, third verse. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. First of all, in order for him to get to the place where God wanted him or where, where he had to be was because he had an excellent spirit. If you're trying to get to the top and your spirit ain't right with God, you're going to be down here just a little while longer. Until you get right with God. Because you only get exalted, hallelujah, when you're in right standings with God. You understand what I'm saying? That's the only time. See, that's why I said, I know that I'm blessed. And I'm sure. Do you know that you're blessed? 
You're blessed. And anything that you have that may be hindering you, don't don't beat yourself over the head and don't let nobody else beat you beat you over the head. But just make the quality decision that I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to take a different turn because I don't want to always stay in the same position. Amen. I want to be in a position where God can do whatever he has to do for me so that I can bless his people. Now, I had to say that because it's never about us. It's always about Jesus, lifting up the name of Jesus. We have to be right just to be able to minister to those out in the street so that they can see the light of Jesus upon you. Now, when a person gets saved, I've gone back to where I was, confess and they believe in their heart. The, the faith part starts to take place when you start to see the change in their life. Even though you don't see it right away, they say, I'm saved, but you still smoke. But you're still doing this. But, but I'm saved. But I'm saved even though whatever it is I'm doing, I'm still saved because I confessed it with my mouth and I believed it in my heart. Amen? Verse 4. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Now, now they're trying to find something. They can't find nothing in him because he's right with God. So now they're going to try to do something to affect his relationship. Hallelujah. With God. Hallelujah. They're going to do something to try to affect his relationship. Is there anybody that you know that tries to affect your relationship? Hallelujah. With God. Hallelujah. Can you actually sit back and think about who was trying to keep me from my prayer time? Who was trying to keep me on the phone all night so that I can't do my reading? Who was trying to affect my relationship with my father? My intimate relationship, hallelujah, with my father. Hallelujah. Verse 6. Then these princes... Presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute. And they all came together to make up this decree to stop the man of God from doing what he always does. Hallelujah. Fellowshipping with his father. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house. Let me go back. I'm sorry. Verse 7. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains, have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now, when it's faith, now faith is. Now, Daniel knew that the writing was signed. He went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime, as he always did. 
even though he knew what they was doing and what they was trying to bring up against him to avoid him from having his relationship with God, he still went and did what he was supposed to do. He still seeked God's relationship. He still desired to have that intimacy with God. So what I'm saying to you, no matter what it is that you go through, no matter what it is that's trying to stop you, amen, from doing or having your relationship with God, do it anyway. Nothing shall be able to separate you from the things of God. You do it anyway. People are going to come against you. People are going to say all sorts of evil things about you. People are going to gossip. People are going to do all kinds of things. So be it. Hallelujah. I'm blessed because they only do it for the course of Christ. Amen. Remember, it ain't about you. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Faith causes you to rely on God in every circumstance, in every situation. Look, if it was up to me, I would have stayed away from this subject of faith. I would have because in, in me, I'm like, I ain't ready for that now. I can believe for some things, but not all things. And, you know, fear still grips me and try to, you know, no, 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 no. But look, I have to do this. Amen. I have to start somewhere. And then when I look back over my life, the situations that I had to come across, I'm not there anymore. So it had to be faith caused me to get to the place where I am now, amen? And you don't ever feel like you cannot obtain the goal that you want. I don't plan on being here too long. Hallelujah. I want to go with what God's plan is, amen? But it took faith. See, I, I, I can't get into details right now, but when I wanted to step out and do this thing, you know, I have, I have a husband, I have a lovely husband, wonderful husband. But, you know, and, you know, he was looking at, okay, well, um, you know, we have this and we have that. You know, you start looking at your bills and you start looking like, how are we going to do this? And I'm on the other end and I'm only on the other end saying, come on, we can do it because I got an unction from the Holy Ghost. God told me it's time for you to go now. And you cannot have anybody stagnate you or keep you back from doing what I want you to do. If God says go, go. Hallelujah. Because if you don't, you're going to stay in the same position longer than what you would have been in the first place. When God says go, go. Doesn't make a difference who says what or who thinks what. When God moves, you got to move with him. Turn with me to Numbers chapter 13. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord God. Glory to your name, Lord. You're worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want to stop in Numbers chapter 13, verse 27. Hallelujah. Because I'm going to tell you, during this time, and I ain't say it, I ain't share it. You know, you wonder why. But why she ain't say nothing? Or what's the big secret? Because I got instructions from my father. I knew when to say something and when not to say nothing. Amen? And you got to learn because if you tell everything, hallelujah, if you tell everything, something's bound to happen. Because you don't know who's really, really in agreement with you. And I found out that those who say they was in agreement with you, until you get to the place that they was in agreement with you for, you start to see a little difference in them. Hallelujah. 
I'm telling you, you're going to have to go through something for the course of Christ. And I'm going to tell you, it didn't feel good to me. But because of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, that's my buddy. That's my friend. Was able to pull me through. Hallelujah. Taught me something. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Let me just read numbers. What I said. 1327. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Now, this is when the Lord told Moses to go find some spies. It was 12 spies, I believe, to go spy out the land of Canaan. Hallelujah. And these men came back with an evil report. Verse 27. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Look what we got. Yes. We saw all this. It is fun with milk and honey. And then we just came to bring you the fruit. Look at this. They were so joyful about that part, correct? They were so happy to give that report. We came back with the fruit. Nevertheless, or but. Nevertheless, or but. And whenever you use the word but or if is a doubt word. Hallelujah. Oh. Here we got the fruit, but nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell. Oh, but we did our job. We went to spy out the land, and we found out what everybody is. Hallelujah. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But, but, but the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Stay away from them type of folks. Type of folks that try to cause you to get away from God's vision or what he has for you. They're going to just keep putting some negativity in that box to, to cause you to start believing the way they believe. Stay away from them. I don't care who they are. They could be the vet. And let me tell you, most of the time, they're the very ones closest to you. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel. The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Now we are children of God. We've been told that the just shall live by faith. We've been told that we walk by faith and not by sight. But how many times do we go and walk by sight? We start looking at the situation. We start looking at the circumstances. You cannot look at that. You have to trust in God. I'm going to tell you, this was a big step. And then the flesh kept saying, no. No, you can't do it. No, but it's not me doing it no how. But as God speaks, when he speaks, at the time that he speaks, is the time that you have to step out and move. Because I'm going to show you something. I'm not just talking here. Numbers 14, verse 24. Just flip a page over. 
Now he went on, so of course, they saw themselves as grasshoppers. They didn't see themselves as being able to obtain the land that flowed with milk and honey. Amen. Verse 24. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and has followed me fully, him will I bring into the connected to God at all times. Never find yourself being disconnected from the Father because you're going to find yourself in mess. You're going to find yourself in trouble. Then you're going to look up and say, why, God? Why did you do this to me? No, it was not God at all. It was a step that you took. It was a situation. It was a, 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 um, a choice that you made. Nobody made it for you. See, the problem, too, sometimes in the body, most of the time in the body of Christ, you let other people affect what you believe. They force their belief on you and still say they're walking in the same road. They still follow in the book. They still follow in the Lord. People will poison you. They're walking around. I mean, when anybody comes to you and says, such and such 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 be very careful. You got to stop. It's time for us to stop that. Stop it. Excuse me. I don't want to hear that because I have my relationship with God. And if there's anything wrong or anything out of order or anything that is not of him, I trust in him that much to get it to me and tell me what to do. Amen? It's true. You got to really know. Is somebody really controlling you? Sometimes the people you hang out with all the time, they're, they're really the ones controlling your thoughts. They're controlling. They're telling you what to do. But they put it in a, a subtle way, just like the enemy does. Well, this is the advice that I would give you. No, what advice will the Lord give you? We love that scripture, Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. We don't acknowledge him in all our ways. I know we don't because I don't all the time. But we need to. That's our truth, right? We ain't got it all together now. I sure don't have it together. So please don't say, what she thinks she's doing? Who she thinks she is? Who she no, I don't have it together. I don't. Look, I don't have it together. No. I have a long way to go. But I thank God that I came from a far, far place. Far, far road. I was telling somebody once, someone girl said to me, you know, I only have one pair of jeans. And I said, I only got one pair of jeans too. I used to love jeans. And y'all hear this all the time, but I just got to tell somebody need to hear it. I used to love jeans. My whole wardrobe was jeans. And when I started, first of all, I could see how far I came as far as my, you know. I, I remember them little Mary Mae dresses I would have on coming to church. The first day, look at me and say, Hiley. <laughs> and I found myself even saying, is this nice? How's this? You know. But I only had one pair of jeans. But when I came to Christ, I had a whole bunch of jeans and no dresses. So the, the one dress that I would have, I'll come to church on Sunday. Every Sunday I would come. I mean, these were many main dresses. I see some um, videotapes. I remember Brother George would tape all the time, whatever. I look at some videotapes. I'm like, oh, I had that one. You know, it was like, oh, get your I'm going to step up now, you know. And I thank God for that. But I only have one pair of jeans. 
But I, I do like, amen, but I don't have no clothes for the weekend. One girl said to me, she's like, boy, you always dress up. I was like, I know I got to get some sweatpants and stuff. I got two sweatpants, you know. But uh, I'm on my way, hallelujah, to a wealthy place. <laughs> I have to wear jeans no more. Nah. Jeans are cool. I love jeans. I love jeans. I, I need to get Oh, man, I need to get some. But I remember. I remember. You know, and I'm not totally just forget where I can. No, I got to remember some things. Because if I don't remember, I'm going to be too prideful. I'm going to be like, I got it all together now. What can you say to me? No, I can't be that. I got to be humble. Always keep in mind when you're serving God to always be humble. Because, see, pride comes before fall. And I don't want to fall. Girl, you've been up there preaching and telling people this and telling them you're going to fail. But, <laughs> you make you want to smack somebody in the head. Didn't you know pride come before fall? I, I, let me tell you, this year, I, could, I don't care what it is that happened except for, you know, certain things. You want to just choke somebody sometimes, you know. But it's like things just, things just go right over my head. Since the beginning of the year, it was like, not that it was, and it really wasn't going on in my head before, because I found myself really react, reacting to a lot of things. But this time, it's like, okay. You know what I say? I say it to my husband all the time. I know he probably said, why does she always say that? I go, okay, I don't have the energy. I don't have the energy anymore. It's like I'm all worn out. All right, all right, so, all right, forget it. But I really feel like I don't have the energy for no type of foolishness. And, and, you know, maybe it's just growth or whatever, but I really don't. I don't want to hear that stuff. I mean, you know, you know a little gossip is good. Like, what? What? <laughs> they be like, don't tell nobody, okay? But, um, oh, praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, the Lord is good. Amen. Now, I want to show, I want to share with you how um, later on is so, I believe in Numbers 14, verses 36 to 42. I want you to see what happened. And this is why I made the statement that when God moves, you have to move with him. Okay? Numbers chapter 14, and I'm reading from the 36th verse. And the men which Moses sent to search the land who returned and made all the congregation to murmur against him. Watch those that are spreading poison within the body of Christ. Really, really, I mean, lately this thing just irks my spirit. You got to be very careful when somebody comes to you and murmur or complain all the time about something that's going on in the church. Stop them or give them the word Okay, you don't want to hear it. It's a dangerous thing. Very dangerous. And we have to stop entertaining it. Thank you, Father. Don't entertain it. Stop it. Be that bold to stop it. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Verse 36 again. 
And the men which Moses sent to search the land, who returned and made all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up a slander upon the land, even those men that did bring up the evil report, hallelujah, upon the land died by the plague of the Lord. You see, very, very important. Stop spreading evil reports. Stop talking to each and everybody about all the negativity. Do what you got to do. And let God do the rest. Because whether you know it or not, even though you're not the one that's doing it, if you're listening to it, you're a partaker of it. You are a partaker. That's is guilty. That's right. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of, uh-huh, which were of the men that went to search the land, lived. Look, I ain't even going to put up the front. I don't know the words. So we gotta be real. That's what we gotta be real. I don't know that word. <laughs> uh huh. Look, look, yo, I'll go home and try to do it again. Chapuna, me. I don't know. You're funny. <laughs> You're funny. You're funny. Thank you. <laughs> That's kind of you can kind of remember that one. It's like you're funny. I got to work on that one. Caleb, mm -hmm. which one of the men that went to search the land lived still. And Moses told these sayings unto all the children of Israel, and the people mourned greatly. And they rose up early in the morning and got them up into the top of the mountain, saying, Lo, we be here and will go up unto the place which the Lord hath promised, for we have sinned. And Moses said, where do you think you're going? Wherefore now do you transgress the commandment of the Lord? But it shall not prosper. Now you want to listen to what the God has to say. But see, God ain't in this right now. Now that God done told you what to do, let's say a week ago. It could be longer. He told you a week ago what to do. And when he told you, you didn't do it. Now, this week, you want to go ahead and do it. And I'm going to show you the word when God ain't in it then. So if you want to go do it this week, I ain't with you. Because, see, I told you to do it back then. Hear me now. There's a couple of pointers that we got. Because, look, you know, you're know, you not preaching to me first. I forgot to say that. Did I pray? Oh, okay. I did. I remember asking the Holy Spirit to help me. No, but let me... <laughs> Let me, let me always, I, I like to bring this out first, too. But every time I bring forth a word, it's always for me first. It's not for me to say, I got it together, and I have to give it to you. It's always for me first. I receive it for me, too. Some of the stuff I'm hearing for the first time. It's new, but I, God want to get it to me. Okay? Let's go on, you. All right. And Moses, verse 41. And Moses said, okay, I'm sorry, 42. Go not up, for the Lord is not among you, that ye be not smitten before your enemies. So if you don't go when God goes, you're going to be smitten by your enemies. Amen? You will have a serious attack on you. And then you're going to sit back and wonder, why God? And you can't. You really have to discern what's going on. But with God's telling you something, 
do it. Don't wait until you feel that you're ready because God is going to cause a lot of us to step out of our comfort zone. Hallelujah. And you're going to be looking at your circumstances, but God wants us to get to the place where we no longer look at our circumstances. I still have to get there, but I, I'm glad I made a step towards it. Amen. And when you make a step towards better, you never go back. You keep going forward and forward and forward and forward. So you bump into something. No. No, but the, the, the principle of what I'm saying is you got to hear from God. You got to step out in faith. Don't let anything grip you. Step out. Whatever it is that you know that God is telling you to do it, do it. It can be done. God is not going to, look, the word says he never leaves you nor forsake you. But many of you ain't take note in Joshua 1 where he said he'll not fail you either. He said I won't fail you. Turn me to Joshua chapter 1 while I go to the concordance. I went there too because I really forgot to tell you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. One five. When you get there, say amen. I almost did a whole hour. Hallelujah. All right. I'm I'm be winding down. Yeah. NDI. Thank God for NDI. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Look, yo, I'm looking to see if I got everything in. Thank you, Lord. Verse 5. That, oh, anybody that have the Faith Mission Christian Bible, it's page 356. You're welcome. I saw you, sister. So I'll wait for you. Hallelujah. <laughs> I want you to really be encouraged and know that there's nothing that God cannot do for you. Amen. If you just believe it. But be careful who you surround yourself with. Be very careful. And find out if somebody, because sometimes you can have the good friends that are really trying to control you and you think they're in your better half. Amen? Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. There shall not, thank you, Lord. And also keep in mind, if God told you to do something, there shall not any man stand before you. There shall not be any man to block what God has for you. Hallelujah. Nothing. Verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Not just that one time, but all the days of thy life. We need to make this a part of our prayer. He says, God says, no, he says, you know what I mean? As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not it to the right hand or to the left, 
that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Now God told us to tell us to be strong and have a good courage. And sometimes you feel like you're weak. Be strong in the Lord, the word says, and in the power of his might. There's nothing impossible with God. Nothing. Nothing. It may take a little time, but you rest assured it's going to take it's, it's going to come to pass. Amen. Glory to your name, Lord. We praise you, we glorify you, we magnify you. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.